Why choose franchising? Welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to John Brownson of James Home Services on the Sunshine Coast. John recounts his early days with James and his time as a franchisor. John talks about the benefits of the service that James offers and why becoming a franchisee for the right reasons is important. Listen out for details on franchising with James and why James Home Services is such a great opportunity. Welcome to Eden Exchanges. My name is Frank Zemus and I'm here with Ellen Rogers. Hi Frank, how are you? Our special guest today is John Brownstone, who's a regional franchisor for James Home Services on the Sunshine Coast. Welcome, John. Good afternoon, Alan. All right, Frank. Okay, so to start off with, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to becoming a franchisor for James Home Services? Okay, but I had an association with James before I became a franchisor, so I actually joined the company 22 years ago. I was in the um, restaurant business. I'd owned restaurants and I was a chef for 15 years and my circumstances had changed and I was looking to, you know, a different lifestyle, you know. And I saw it out on TV and I lived on the Sunshine Coast at the time and I invested in a, um, a window and exterior business yep. back in 95. After about six months, I then became a trainer. So that was in the early stages of the company. I trained in window and exterior throughout Queensland. Yep. And it's through the company I actually met my current wife, Vicky. So Vicky was also a trainer with James Home Services. Yep. She joined in 96 and lived in Cairns. And um, I was able to entice her to move from Cairns to the Sunshine Coast, where we um, eventually bought into our first regional franchise in 1999 in Brisbane. Yeah, so we, we had that. We saw the potential of it, so we invested in the second one. And, you know, after eight years of commuting back and forth to Brisbane, we, we decided to, um, to sell the business. And we had a, a breakdown in the Amber for six years where we owned a laundromat and a, and a Jewfish farm. Yep. And then the franchisor of James had a holiday in Yamba and suggested we might want to come back into the organisation. At that time, being a Jewfish farmer and Jewfish not being very social sort of animals, <laughs> uh, I thought I'd like to come back and work with people again. <laughs> so um, we sold that business. And in order to come back to Sunshine Coast, we, we actually invested in the regional franchise with James on the Gold Coast in 2009. Yep. And we had that business for about... Uh, four years, and then when the opportunity came for us to come back home, we sold the Gold Coast and we moved up to Sunshine Coast, and we've been here for the past four years and, and loving every minute. Yeah, yeah. John, the Sunshine Coast is one of the most picturesque parts in Australia, and I guess in the southern states we only associate the Sunshine Coast with holidays. What would you say to people from the southern states looking for a, a bit of a sea change? And tell us a little bit about your work-life balance and what's it like on a normal day for you? I think you only got to look out the window, Frank, to know the answer to that question. But um, yeah. Vicky and I started our day today down at the beach. Um, we, we had a coffee and, and we always spend a bit of time together before we head off for the day. Sunshine Coast, the attraction here to me is that it's really 70 kilometres of, of coastline. That's got appeal to any Australian. If you go a kilometre back from where we are, we're in the cane fields. Yeah. So everybody wants to live close to the beach. It also, and I, you know, we've got a lifestyle that enables us to not only have those benefits here, but also to use them. So we don't have the traffic that you may have in the, the southern states. Yeah. We can go to any beach that we want and get a car park. Yeah. And so not only live here, but we can also enjoy it, which is important. 
So to anybody looking to move, I would say that I think the mistake that I find most people make is that they wait till they're retired to live where they want to live. Yep. Or wait, or always put off to do what they want to do. Yep. Where I suppose the, the lesson that I found is you can actually do what you want to do and be where you want to be, and I've always done that. I've lived here in the Gold Coast and Northern Rivers, and I've always lived where I wanted to live. You know, and that's the main motivator, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, being able to have that sort of healthier lifestyle too, I guess, you know, being close to the beach and, and the surf. 100%. And, and, you know, it's just pretty amazing. Yeah, and having a bit of weather means that we can. It enables us to do the things that we want to do more parts of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, John, for those looking for a business, yep. why would anyone look at James Home Services, do you think? What do you think is James's advantage in the industry? Look, I, this is an important question. I think that anybody looking at being a business, whether it's James or in the home service industry or any any franchise, the questions I would be asking are three main main areas. First is in support, and we've seen the lack of it through other organisations. The structure of James from, from Justin up in Cairns to Blair down in Melbourne is that we've got regional franchisors in all areas, mm. and we are here to monitor you know, not only help the people to, to join but also monitor their growth. And it's not just a matter of sitting down having a coffee with somebody. We've got the data to enable us to do that. So we've got what's called a buffer system. And so once people start the businesses, we're able to gather information and data on the businesses to things like their your hourly rates, the travel time, you know, or what stage of business should be introducing staff, etc. But it's actually, it's data, it's not just an opinion. Yeah. So when someone joins the company, I do a couple of days initial training and show them basically why we do things the way we do, why we answer the phone this way, etc. And then we fly in a professional trainer. Yep. Um, other organisations will send them out with a neighbouring franchisee, whereas we'll send it, we'll bring in a professional trainer and we will train them in their area for the next week of their business. So they will learn in, you know, the technical side of the business, if you like, how to how to do the quoting, how to how to you know, spray, yep. do all the other facets, how to clean an oven and how to quote on it. Yep. After that, then Vicky will go out and do some business training too. So remember that yep. buying when you're buying into a business, it's the technical side, learning how, how to do the mowing or the cleaning is only 30% of business. Yep. And another thirty percent is knowing how to how to run your business, how to do the bookwork, and then and then the balance is, is being an entrepreneur or knowing how to how to market your business to generate work. So you could be the best mowing business on the Sunshine Coast, but if people don't know you're there, then you don't survive. Yeah. So we have to train them in all facets of that business, and I think that's what James does best. We get those balance skills, and as a professional in all those sections of the business, for them to go to if they get stuck. Yep. Um, just because you're a great chef doesn't mean you can necessarily run a business. Yeah. Certainly we can train someone to be the best cleaner or, or landscaper on the Sunshine Coast, but if you don't know how to run a business, you still won't succeed. Okay, and and the way I understand it is that James Home Services Training and Mentoring is ongoing. Yep. Do you want to just talk us through the mentoring and training with James? Yeah, look, I had an example recently where I've got a lady who's been running her business. Uh, they, they come over from New Zealand as a... They're both in their 60s. They were they followed their family over here. And what they were nervous about, they had a nest egg that they transferred over here, but they had to make it work. And so Bruce bought into a, a lawn mowing business here. And then six months later, they thought the best way they could, they could use the balance of their investment was to invest in the second business. So this bought a house cleaning business. 
uh, after a couple of years and she's running a very successful business and she's got staff on, but she rang me up and said, look, I need to have a chat. I'm, I'm doing something wrong. And so I gathered the data on her business and we went out and had a coffee with her. And what she'd done is out of the past 168 quotes, she'd actually got 145 jobs. So her strike rate was great, right. but she said, I'm, I'm, I'm losing money on my move-out cleans, which seemed unusual because they're the cream of the business. Right. So what happened was that she had just happened to have two customers in two days that said, look, it was too expensive. And her knee-jerk reaction to that was to then drop her price. And so then she went out and did the next couple of move-out cleans on a lesser value and then assumed that she wasn't making any money out of it or what she'd done is just had a bad day. And for me to be able to step back from that and to show her the, the actual data that said, you know what, you're actually running a great business. You just had a bad day. And then she went out, requoted on the next couple and got it and went on from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. So, John, yeah. we have noticed ourselves and through trends that Australia has a booming home services industry at the moment. Yeah. It seems to be everywhere. People want to get involved in services. Why do you think that is? And where do you think the service industry will be in Australia in, say, five years' time? And I probably look backwards in order to look forwards. You know, when I joined the business, people would ring up and almost apologise because we came from a generation where it was our responsibility to clean the house and mow the lawn. But the mindset has changed. You know what? Also, back then, I thought the day I wouldn't go to a, a tap and pour a bottle of water, I'd get a drink of water out of the tap, but then here you go, i got a bottle of water sitting in front of me. People change. And I think that while we, we sort of kicked and screamed a little bit, originally now people are saying, look, you know what, not only do I need mine clean, but my neighbours get it done, or the people that I work with get it done, and it's more an accepted thing now. Mm -hmm. So Australians, probably more than anyone, we work really mm -hmm. hard, but we work hard so that we can play hard as well, and this enables us to do that. Yep. You know, why live in somewhere like the Sunshine Coast if you can't enjoy it? You might as well stay where you are. So we're getting that balance. And that's not going to change. You know, if you look at different trends in the industry, James Land Services being around through recessions or, or everything else, we've come out the other side. It's the last thing that people want to do is once they've got someone cleaning their house or, or doing their gardens or the car, is to let that person go. They'll stop going out and eating restaurants first. Yeah, John, look, it's not a luxury anymore to get your house cleaned. It used to be for rich people, and they used to be the only ones that would get their houses cleaned. Professional cleaning isn't just for wealthy people anymore. But lots of young families now, you know, professionals, don't have the time to, to go home and clean their house. I've got lots of friends who, are, who get their houses cleaned, and that's pretty much across the board for all the home services. Would you agree with that? You know, Frank, it's not... We always, you know, and it is a big part of our business where more people have to both work now to pay the mortgage or Correct, yeah, to yeah. live the lifestyle that we want. And in the past, we expected, you know, the, the lady to, to go out and work and then also come home and cook and clean. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. But, you know, it's more than that. We, one of my one of my franchisees has got a client who um, has, has turned 100 years old. Okay. And when, when she was 99, being our oldest client, I went down last Christmas and I, I went small. We took a little, you know, Christmas pack with some... Christmas cake, etc. And he said, John, it's not just that Alan mows my lawn. It's, you know, her kids were wanting to put her into a home, but Alan, by going around not just mowing her lawn, but when he did the lady across the road, he'd come and check on her. Mm -hmm. You know, if she needed something from the shop, he'd go and get it. What he did is he gave her her independence. And that's a really important thing. She she invited him to her 100th birthday party. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's Very pretty special. Nice. She likes you. <laughs> yeah. That, and to enable someone to do that, we're more than just 
just gardeners or house cleaners. We, yeah. Our clients are personal to us, you know. Yeah. And I'm proud of my team that that, that does that, that that does that and many other things for their clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see them on a weekly, monthly, or, or even on on a bi bi weekly basis, don't you? It, it's a continuous relationship. Oh yeah. Look, to start the business. When, it, when a business is new, and there's a lot to learn, sometimes we have to go out and find out what we don't know. So when the trainer leaves, and the trainer will give me a written report as to the technical know-how of the business. We spoke before about technical know-how, marketing, and, and, and so on. They will give me the technical know-how, so I'll tag and take over them, but then the, the practical trainer will call them after week one, three, and six. But if they get on a job and they're not sure about a quote or something, they've got somebody to give them that technical answer. So they can call their trainer at any time. I, I then monitor things in the early stages like their, the, you know, how, how quickly they're getting around the job, the hourly rates, the travel times, they're not travelling too far, etc. And I give them a report and I see them every week for the first month. And then after that, it goes out to fortnight, etc. So yeah. if we start off with good business practices and they become good business habits, it makes it a lot easier than trying to fix a business six months down the track that's been neglected and we have to start again. Yeah. So we're able to monitor it from the outset. Okay, you've had a bit of experience as a trainer. Tell us a little bit about your background and can you tell us a little bit about your role as a franchisor? Do you find it rewarding? Oh, 100%. You know, I'm going over to watch football with a guy who lives a kilometre away from me. He was the first person I ever helped get into a business in 1997. Mm -hmm. So 20 years later, Dave is still a mate of mine, even though I sold his business for him you know, around 2000. Yeah. That's rewarding. Yeah, I met my wife through James. Like, how rewarding is that? <laughs> my son had a James business. I was unable to get him into a business when he was 24. Okay. You know, the rewards, though, for a franchisor should be the success of his team. Mm -hmm. You know, if your team is reaching their goals, and their goals are varied, it could be, you know, one of my guys, his, his wife had cancer and he was working in Brisbane mm -hmm. and he needed to quit his job, a government job, and came back and said, I just need to be close to the mm. family. And you know what? He's running a successful business now. It, and it, it was a shame that that was forced on him like, to do it that way, but yep. he was able to adapt, you know. So if my team is reaching their goals, whether they're buying their first house or um, going on holidays now, my my success will be a byproduct of that. Yeah, so, so you know, these young people are exposed to – learning about sales and customers and marketing and about balancing the books yep. uh, it's an invaluable education to learn so much when, when you're young yep. I mean it's like we do push the university thing a bit with our kids and yep. I'm just saying that there's a, a number of other opportunities out there which also may be beneficial yeah yeah that's right but from a parent's perspective yep. and I've and I've sat with parents looking to give their son a start mm. you know the, the reality is, is that we're going to change what we do probably five times the lifestyle. You know, and that's my parents, you know, they did the same thing for 40 years and got the golden handshake, where now we're going to yep. change. But it doesn't matter what our children decide to do in five or ten years' time. It's important what they do right now. I, I fully agree. And if I was going to give someone a start in life, the fact that they could come in and start running their own business, yep. to learn about running a business, and to have a mentor to train them, that's invaluable. And, you know, my skills at my son go, I, I was with a guy on the, on the Gold Coast of my business and I sat down with him and his son and his wife had multiple sclerosis and he took six months off work to get his family set up. So he wanted a business for his son, he wanted time with his wife. And, you know, his, unfortunately his wife has since passed, but seven years later 
he's still working with his son, you know, and that and the reason they came on board to start with is that they wouldn't have been able to do that any other way if they didn't have somebody to show show that path. You know, it's 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 amazing what we can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, just asking about the franchisor position. Yeah. We know it is different from being a franchisee to becoming a franchisor. What are the key differences between a franchisee and a franchisor? Is it just the multiple running or owning of territories, or is there more to it? Do you think? No, look, the basics are the same. Mm-hmm. The skills are different. I've had two franchisees that have gone on to become franchisors. So, what I like with James, it's a multi-tiered sort of an organisation. So, there's so many more opportunities. You don't just have to buy a car detailing business and say what's next. You know, a, a guy who bought a business in Brisbane with his son. Uh, last year, yep. he'll be coming up the train for me next month. So his son will then take over the business while he's away. But he's decided that he, he wants more from the business. He wants to become a trainer. So there's that tier that's available, and that's that's what we're trying to develop in our team is to know what their goals are and to enable them to reach them. Sure. So with a franchisee, they must understand the system and follow the system, and a franchisor must also follow the system. It's you know, 100%, everyone in our organisation that follows the system at any level has got a successful business. And that's not a bad yardstick for any business. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, there are business rules that you have to adhere to. But just on a, on a different tangent, I mean, you work with a lot of different franchisees. What kind of qualities and traits do you think make for a good franchisee? And what kind of rewards do you think people should expect? Yeah. I, um, to, me, to me, it's always attitude. Yep. Um, as long as someone is prepared to learn, yeah, and that doesn't matter whether whether I was here or whether I was when I had my restaurants, you know, I always find that yep. that'd be the number one thing. Yep, uh, I think people have to when they look to come on board, they've got to take ownership of their of their investment, and they have to take responsibility. They're not buying a job. No, that's a good point. The benefit of the way that we when people come on board with us, as opposed to just us sending out some information and saying, "What do you think? Would you like to join?" We have a process that we go through, and this does two things. First, it enables the, the person looking to join the team to gather all the information. So they'll sit with me first and we'll have a couple of hours discussion about the, the backbones of the business. Then they'll come out and meet franchisees. It gives them an opportunity to speak to other people and to find out the pros and cons of joining the organisation. And then we go from there step by step. If I feel at some stage myself that the person isn't suited to the business, I won't take them on board. And the reason being is that James is a little unique to other businesses in that we're a multi-service business. So as opposed to myself being a a, a service franchisor, if you like, I'm a territorial franchisor. So if I, just, if I just had a lawn mowing franchise and someone came to me, I'd be trying to sort of force a square peg into a round hole. But... What I do, and I, and I spoke to you uh, earlier today about this, Frank, so I had someone come to me looking at a window business, and when I went through the different questions and he didn't like going up ladders, I said, yeah. I'm not going to put you in a window business. We've got to keep your feet on the ground. Okay. And that man's going to join us next month as a, as a, a car detailing business because we're able to ask the questions and get the right fit for that particular person. Yeah. The, the changes I've seen too is that one of our ladies who was on stress leave when she first came to us is now running a business. She's now got two vans on the road three staff and a husband, and she's a different person. Her personality is different to when she started. You know, she was almost broken when she came to us, and now she's a businesswoman. And I recognise that at one of the recent meetings to say, you know, it changes our personalities. It gives us tools 
to, to take on whatever whatever we choose to take on later on. John, we just wanted to get an idea from you about new goals as 2017 is almost over and a lot of us are focusing on what we want as a milestone for 2018. Yeah. Can you talk us through some of your milestones for 2018 and what James sees as their milestones for 2018? Yep. We're in exciting times. Uh, the company's been purchased by Mike Dowling uh, just over two years ago and now we've merged, merged with a large commercial cleaning company. So... The new year holds some very exciting challenges for us. Um, from my personal business, my my goal is to uh, grow our team here. We now we now have all all services bar one. So my new challenge is get the, the, the new pool cleaning business on the road. Um, I also want to meet the demand that we're generating through our radio and television campaigns here. I'd hate turning away work. But nationally, I think that's important for the people on the Sunshine Coast that we also grow in Cairns and Melbourne and Sydney as well mm. so that we're a national identity because people these days don't just live in one place. I want them to, to use James in Melbourne and then move to Sunshine Coast and pick up the phone and call James as well. Okay, so considering that Christmas and New Year are almost upon us, is there anything you want to say to someone thinking about it over this holiday period? Yeah. Anything about changing careers or changing jobs? Well, I think we use, we always tend to use New Year's Eve as the, as the time of the year. I think that any time of the year we should be really thinking about moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that time gives uh, Christmas gives us an opportunity when we spend time with the family to have a think about what is real to us, what's important. And to understand and be brave enough to know that, you know, you can change your career now and we've got people from all backgrounds, you know, scientists and government organisations, everything that, that were brave enough to say, you know what, there has to be a better, has to be a better way. And, and, and yeah. James enables you to make that change. And, you know, it's to start with it's just a phone call, you know, yeah. and don't die wondering in the new year if it's better. Just make a call. Yeah, John, look, you understand all the different reasons why people go into a franchise business and, and there are heaps of them. One's the flexibility, so you get to work your own hours, have your own clients. Another one is being part of a community. You know you're part of a team and, and, and there are great advantages that come with that. Well, I guess there's also, of course, the financial rewards themselves. Yeah. I mean, can you think of any really good examples of where You've seen some of these factors into play, and can you talk yeah. through those a little bit? Without giving their names. Look, we've got people that, that said, can we do this now? You know, and, and I like to see that, you know, because some people later in their life when they're in their 60s say, is it possible? You know, we get thrown on the scrap heap a little bit, and um, whereas we're still valuable, and, you know, we've got people doing five, $6,000 a week. Uh, where they never would have been able to do that in a workplace. Yep. Uh, there's people in our organisation doing 15 to 18 houses a day. Right. You know, there's a lot of success stories right across the organisation financially. You know, I, I, I often tend to come back to a couple that we dealt with in Brisbane who came over here from another country. They came over from India and she didn't speak uh, English very well and didn't have a driver's licence. And we worked them through the um, through the process until eventually we got the license for her. Oh, well, she got the license, obviously, but we we um, helped her to do it. In her first week on the road, she actually reversed over someone's letterbox, so she still had some training to do there. <laughs> I picked that client up as a regular, but you know, seven years later, that couple now he's he, he left his job at Domino's. He's working with her. They've got four staff on. They own their own house, looking for an investment, and just gone overseas. For a, for a month's holiday overseas. 
You know, that, that's a huge change. Great story. Yeah. You know, and, and when we look at our own successes, when I, you know, look at our achievements, that, yeah. that's what we look to. Wow, that, that, that's wonderful. Are there any particular regions that are up for sale at the moment that would be a good opportunity? Yeah, look, all, you know, uh, all regions. I, I, I need, I, once I meet people, we can find out what, what motivates them to get up in the morning. I'm not going to, you know, because I've got a lot of dogs that need washing, if someone doesn't like dogs, then don't do it. We've got to find what in particular. But, with the, you know, when the business grows, when I started the Sun for the Gold Coast, we had one cleaner. When, when I sold the business, we had 15 house cleaning businesses, and still I couldn't get houses clean. So as the team grows, the brand grows, and the work well, work grows with it. So um, I, all my region from Gympie to Caboolture has opportunities there, great opportunities, but to start with, it just costs a cup of coffee, and we can find out. Yep, okay. All right, uh, to find out more about the opportunities regarding Ames Home Services, you can click on the link at the bottom of this podcast or or head to jameshomeservices.com.au and you can inquire there, put your details down and inquire there. Um, John, it's been a really interesting conversation. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Good talk here. Thanks, John. Really. Good talking to you too. Eden Exchanges is brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to John Brownson of James Home Services on the Sunshine Coast. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.businessbyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.